This is Daniel White III, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the Scripture and the Sense podcast. That is episode number 1025, where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. This podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly, and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my prayer that the church would be revived and that the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and from the eternal burning hell by believing in none other than Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, and who said the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, do so now and call on his name in prayer. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Today, my beloved, we are reading Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, He said unto them, He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of those or rather these stones, to raise up children under Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, 
and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. My dear friends, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 through 12, the legal ceremonies. Others of them were detestable hypocrites, making their pretenses to holiness a cloak for their iniquity, as so many pastors and preachers and so-called prophets and evangelists and prophetesses are doing today. God help us. The Sadducees ran into the opposite extreme, denying the existence of spirits and a future state. They were the scornful infidels of that time. They were woke and uh, country. There is a wrath to come. It is the great concern of everyone to flee from that wrath, that is God's wrath, God, who delights not in our ruin, has warned us of our ruin if we don't repent. He warns by the written word. He warns by ministers. He warns by our own conscience. And those are not worthy of the name of penitence or their privileges who say they are sorry for their sins yet they persist in their sins. It becomes penitence to be humble and low in their own eyes and thoughts, to be thankful for the least mercy and grace of God, patient under the greatest affliction and distress, to be watchful against all appearances of sin and evil and temptations, to abound in every duty, and to be charitable in judging others, here is a word of caution not to trust in outward privileges and outward things. There is a great deal which carnal hearts are apt to say within themselves to put aside the convincing, commanding power of the word of God. Multitudes, by resting in the honors and mere advantages of their being members of an outward church, come short of heaven, and we have millions like that today. Sad to say, that's why the church is in trouble. Here is a word of terror to the callous and secure souls. Our corrupt hearts cannot be made to produce good fruit unless the regenerating spirit of Jesus Christ graft the good word of God upon them and every tree. However high in gifts and honors, however green in outward professions and performances, if it bring not forth good fruit, the fruits meet for repentance, is hewn down and cast into the fire of God's wrath. The fittest place for barren trees. What else are they good for? Nothing. If not fit for fruit, they are fit for fuel. John shows the design and intention of Christ's appearing, which they were now speedily to expect. No outward forms can make us clean. No ordinances can make us clean. By whomsoever administered, be it a pope or a priest or a pastor or a bishop or a preacher, or after whatever mode, 
can supply the want of the baptism of the Holy Ghost and of fire. The purifying and cleansing power of the Holy Spirit alone can produce that purity of heart and those holy affections which accompany salvation. There are things, by the way, that accompany salvation, and you better have those things. It is Christ who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. This he did in the extraordinary gifts of the Holy Spirit sent upon the apostles. Isaiah 21.10, true believers are as wheat, substantial, useful, and valuable. Hypocrites are as chaff, light and empty, useless and worthless, carried about with every wind of doctrine. These are mixed, good and bad, in the same outward communion. There is a day coming when the wheat and chaff shall be separated. The last judgment will be the distinguishing day when saints and sinners shall be parted forever. In heaven the saints are brought together and no longer scattered. They are safe and sound and no longer exposed, separated from corrupt neighbors without and corrupt affections within. Glory be to God. And there is no chaff among them. Hell is the unquenchable fire, which will certainly be the portion and punishment of hypocrites, phonies, and fakes, and unbelievers. Even though they may be church members, and I'm adding that part, here life and death, good and evil, are set before us. According as we now are in the field, we shall be then in the floor. Glory be to God. Amen. Go ahead, Matthew Henry. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for your holy word. And Lord, this was worth it all to be up this late at night. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Help us to never forget what we just heard. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, Accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. 
you will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh, death to material things. You will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin. But ultimately you will die physically. Your body will be put in a cold dark grave. And that ought to be frightening because it is frightening. But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents.
I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments, and so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past and help me to turn from my evil ways in Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you, dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life. And that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospelightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you. We love you. And may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and, uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us, and we will continue to pray for you. God bless you until next time.